I, I would suggest flying in coach. Because nobody important is going to want to fly in coach, so you won't get bumped anyway. Bumped by the damn Bee Gees. And there they were. There was Barry, and there was Maurice, and there was the agent, and there was uh, the whole entourage of misfits. There they were. If I would have had, if we had tragedy, if I still had Bee Gees music, first of all, I'd throw it out the window if we could open the window. If we had Bee Gees music in here, I would play tragedy, because that's what they are. I mean, here's a bunch of guys like the Bee Gees who supposedly made all this big money. Wouldn't you think they could afford a little bit better than America Worst Airlines to go to? Which it wasn't for another week, by the way. It wasn't that weekend. It was the following weekend that they were coming to do their big shtick in Vegas. They were going to shtick it. So they stuck us instead. 1124 at 560 QAM. Dry Concepts Man is a sponsor I've had for a long, long time. And a sponsor that I use. Because they've been in town since 79. They do a phenomenal job. They don't rip you off. They don't have any kind of gimmicks, no scams. They come to your home and whatever you want clean, your carpets, your drapery, your upholstery, your furniture, whatever it is, they do a phenomenal job like you wouldn't believe. And they give you a written, guaranteed price right up front. None of these, uh, you know, so much 595 per room scams or any of this other crap like you see with some of these other joints that wind up doing a crappy job and then gouging you when the job is all done. So if you want to keep your carpets clean, which, of course, for sanitary purposes, plus if you're not a slob, you know, it kind of makes your house look beautiful as well and also keeps your carpets clean a lot longer and makes them last a lot longer, too. You save all the way around. Do yourself a favor. Forget about schlepping on the heavy equipment from the supermarket. Forget about the fakers and the shysters out there. These are people you can always depend on. In this town, there just aren't that many of those folks around anymore. Call them today. Dry Concepts in Dade. Call 950-3636. Get your carpets cleaned. After the holidays, they're probably a mess. Get them cleaned right now. And Dade, call 950-3636. In Broward, 581-4739. 581-4739. And in Palm Beach, 930-4739. They'd be the best in the world, the best in the business. Dry Concepts. The Neil Rogers Show, now exclusively on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Y'all ready for this? Announcing the new QAM lineup. All righty, then get your scorecards out, fellas. The first team, morning 6 to 10. Neil Rogers, middays 10 to 2. Hank Goldberg, afternoons now from 2 to 6. <laughs> the new Chris and Boogie night, 6 to 10. And then it's game night with Ed Kaplan from 10 till the last game ends. Have a great 98 from Sports Radio 560 QAM. Neil Rogers. God. Goodbye, John Denver. Too bad you had to go flying in an experimental craft that was made of fiberglass. You wrote pathetic songs for way too long, and now your life has ended much like your career that fell apart and and you wanted to fly like Rocky Mountain High in a plane with Lindsay Wings. Would have been safer to take the country road instead. And sunshine was on your shoulder when you altered it. Your senses filled up long before the country Goodbye, John Denver. Thank God I'm not a country boy who writes songs about 
John Denver, thank God. 11.29 on 560 QAM, the Neil Rogers Show. Don't forget Hank, the Humper. He'll be along 2 to 6, an hour earlier. 2 to 6. And all those people, oh, you know, those guys hate each other. Wrong. Wrong. No problem. See, when you're a pro, you, you, you operate like a pro. I don't hate Rick Riley. I mean, this crap that some of you people started with yesterday, Rick and I worked together for years. I wish them luck, and God, with that outfit, they'll need it. And then I did hear a little bit of the aftermath, which evidently after they had several of those calls from Ojan Provocateur Goyam, uh, starting the stuff, and Suds is saying, well, you know, he's out here washing our cars. Yeah, right. I'm out there washing your cars, okay, mister? Show me yours, I'll show you mine. Start licking. Right. Anyway, here's the facts about the uh, pizza lot. He's got, he's got enough publicity already. His buddies with Jimmy Johnson. Show me your Johnson. He's got his fingernails all uh, brushed up for the holidays. Great. Here's a uh, bunch of stuff from Davy Gravy Line. So where's the... Yeah, that's not in there. Anyway, <laughs> no, see, no matter what I want to play, it's not in there anyway. Just be glad we got the damn DCS. So, uh, yeah, so uh, where's the David Graveyard? Welcome back. We missed the Happy New Year. You sent us over a bunch of, like, orifice supplies. And if anybody knows about orifice supplies, it's Davy Gravy Line. Thanks, Dave. As we continue, there's uh, Tony Yup, Yip, Yap in the other room. He just uh, continues walking around with a big smile on his face like he knows what's going on. Is there anybody here today? Few people. They'll be bailing out around noon. New Year's... Oh, I should be playing some New Year's stuff, shouldn't I? Yeah, I'd rather play the good stuff, though. Here's uh, Miami. Hello. Miami. Buenos dias. Buongiorno. Okay. Well, it's these phones. It's this setup. Well, it'll, it'll start working in a few months. Here's uh, Kendall. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Start, uh, since you were at the game, you didn't get to hear Rimmer last night. You'd like to know why they weren't playing Whitney toward the end of the game. And why was that? It seems that Brian Murray wants to get a chance to have Kozlov make a goal. So hey, every no, time no, you no, turned no, around, no, Victor Kozlov wait, wait, was on the wait, ice. Wait, wait, wait. See, I was saying this. I was saying this to all the people in my row. We have to keep seeing Kozlov and Chris Wells. And you know why? Because Brian, you, this, you know, how He's angry that makes me. Point. I, I want to jump out the window. If we were on a higher floor, I would jump out the damn window. It proves what I've been saying. This guy is a hard ass, a hard head, and he is going to prove to us what a genius he is. So all this money he wasted on Victor Kozlov, almost a million a year, and all the money he's uh, spending on Chris Wells, whatever it is, he's going to keep playing these guys and playing these guys to prove to us what a genius, even if we have to give up a point. How about if we miss the playoffs by one point this year, okay? Let's look back at the game last night and keep in mind that he decided to put this big Russian out there who does nothing instead of our best player. Remember because the... Brian Murray does not like small guys. He's a size queen. He's into big guys. He does not like small players. Remember the shill kept saying too much of the wrong thing, saying, look how much time Kozlov's got uh, 
Murray really wants him to score, doesn't well, he? Well, I, I was screaming. I was screaming at him up there. At, in fact, during one of their commercial breaks, I, uh, Pop Van Denise took his headset off, and I was screaming at him. I said, we've played half the period. He's sitting Whitney on the bench. At least Denise knows what's going on up there. Well, you know, Whitney's wearing 14, just like Barnes did. There you go. Same story. Neurotic repetition, man. Just thought you'd want to know about Brian Murray is the Antichrist. You got it. Okay. Bye. Thanks for the good news. Yeah, Victor Kozlov. Go back to Siberia, Victor. We'll pack you a uh, pierogi or whatever the hell they eat over there. What do they eat? Well, I know what they eat in Russia. A lot of it. Okay, we have uh, open line 5670560. 5670560. If you have AT&T Wireless or Mobile One, it's pound 560. Pick it up and pound it. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Great. Welcome back. Hey. I have a comment about the Panthers. Who? The Panthers. Oh, I remember them. Yeah. Well, listen, next year, if they do these bonehead trades with Beezer, they don't give Whitney enough money when they go to the new arena, let's park at the Sawgrass Mills Mall it, at, at 10,000 cars a night times $10. That's 100,000. What did Whitney get last year? 30,000? Yeah. And we can send a message to the team, to management, to Tory and Murray, and say, hey, we, we the fans don't like what you're doing. And we'll just do that when they do bonehead trades. Stay over there, walk a mile, go to the game, and they'll get the message. I'll park at the Shell Station. <laughs> I'm serious. I can practically walk from my house to, I mean, it's a little bit less. Maybe it's a mile, two miles. I live yeah, like two, two minutes from the new arena. Yeah, but and you know, let's just... Don't you think that's a great idea? We go into the... No. Okay, we have an open line, 5670560, 5670560. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. And by the way, let's also trade the Beezer for Brett Hedekin. Right. Okay. See, a lot of these guys on the air, this is it's just... Why are there so many ass suckers on the air? This is what bothers me. It's one thing to be a sucker, but to be an ass sucker, I mean, that to me is extraordinarily disturbing. All these guys that get on, no matter what these people do, oh, yeah, and we're going to do this. And no matter what the callers say, no matter how inane it is, oh, yeah, great idea. Forget it, pal. Ain't going to happen. We're all lazy. We want to park up close and personal and to leave us alone. Here's Lighthouse Point. Hello. Hello, Neil. Happy New Year. Thank you. Likewise. Uh, listen, the uh, Panthers, they have, what, uh, 14 wins, like 20 losses? I was just wondering, uh, they have is anybody keeping track of how many wins or, uh, or how many losses we'd have? If, if if Whitney wasn't on that team? If, if Ray Whitney had not joined this team, if Brian Moran, I'll give him credit, if he hadn't gone out there and signed Ray Whitney, this team right. would be right down there with the Lightning vying for last place in the uh, conference. I, I mean, he's got to be responsible, I would think, for five, six wins or, you know, or equivalent of six, seven ties. At least. At least, right? So where the hell would they be without him? Nowhere. So why the heck is he sending them down and, they, and when, when we need it, when we need a win so well, bad? Well, you have to ask the brain trust, okay? He's trying to showcase all these other guys to show us what a genius he is. Yeah, no, I was yelling at him too last night, but it didn't do me and didn't do you much good. No, I got I mean, out of my system. I'm not holding it any, anymore. And if, and if, <laughs> I'm going to tell you one thing. If we go to that arena tomorrow, which I'll be there, and Kirk Muller is out there on the ice, I am going to go ballistic. If he puts Kirk Muller in the lineup tomorrow, I personally am going to go out there and uh, tie him up in bandages and send him back to Kingston, Ontario. He's got to. I'll send he's him gonna, to Don Cherry's house. He's going to put Kirk Muller out there with Kozlov and... Uh, Chris Wells. And, 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 what, yeah, and Wells go. all at the same time. Nice. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Sounds like a real wiener to me. Yeah, okay. Have a great day, amigo. Yeah, take care. 11.36 and 5.60 QAM. You know, so is the dumb thing still going or you just don't want to tell me? Joe. Huh? Oh, Joe, you're going to ask Joe? 
By the way, did I mention yesterday what a great job Joe did for us helping us put all the stuff in the DCS and what a good guy he is? No, I don't think he mentioned it. That and no. his name is Costello and he's Italian but not related to Frank Costello, the mobster we don't think. We hope not. Hope not. Uh, he hasn't dumped in uh, 45 minutes. Well, it's about time to <laughs> let one loose, I would think. Woohoo. Most of the people down here haven't dumped in 45 weeks, so what are you worried about? That's good. Okay. Maybe it, it just needs a little time to, uh, you know, get greased up and lubed up and ready to go. We need a little lube. What am I going to do about my uh, side view mirrors, by the way? You know, it's bad enough that we have... Oh, he brought his daughter. See, that, that's, that's a cover-up. That's a cover-up. A shield. People he who brought his daughter so that I don't say anything bad about Don Cox, that degenerate. I mean, that uh, wonderful guy up there at Power 96, who brought us a very nice... Do uh, you know he brought us an elephant suppository yesterday? Disguised as a cigar? Your daddy smokes elephant suppositories and pretends that they're cigars, which is great because they're delicious no matter which end you insert. Okay, here's uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. You are absolutely right. Things have gotten right back to where they were seven months ago, except now you've got a uh, uh, an interstation kind of a thing going like they used to do. Well, like they used to do. What do you mean? Well, with this thing with... Uh, Comments by uh, Rick and Sons yesterday, but but it's but it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. I'm not going to. Uh, I have no I have no problem with Rick and Sons. I wish them the best. I mean, Rick Rick knows that it's shtick and that he's there's a certain part of Rick Wiley you like to pick on. He knows all about that. I, I like those guys. I don't have a problem with them. I, I'm not going to get into some kind of a leave that to Mr. Ego. I I don't. <laughs> Uh, th that that whole outfit, and I'm not talking personally about Rick and Sons, but this this queer channel thing with this with this uh, uh, crap talk network, whatever the hell it is, the stupid talk network. It doesn't. It, it I don't have time to waste talking about them. I don't respond to to things that nobody is listening to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely correct, sir. It's, well, like, it's like it's like the light bulb. They tried forever and ever and ever. Oh, they're talking about Neil. Did you hear what? They, I don't care what they say. It's like Christina Moore on this station, who thinks that I, number one, listen to him, which I don't, and number two, care what he says about me. I couldn't care less. I don't have time for small potatoes. Right. I make, I, I'd like to make a suggestion. Why don't you and Hank put together a trip to Las Vegas? That's a good idea. That's a great idea. Well, I'd be, I'll sign up. Let's just hope it's not on America Worst. Yep. Okay, pal. Thank you. Thanks. See, there's a caller. Had a good idea. Hank loves Vegas. I love Vegas. Anybody in their right mind loves Vegas. What else not to like? Let's just hope that NBGs don't screw up the deal. We'll call up our good friend Bob Lincoln. That's a good idea. <laughs> All right. Neil must be dropping acid again. 21 till noon on 560 QAM. Attention all you Toyota buyers out there. Don't make a big, big mistake like a $5,000 mistake. Only Kindle Toyota, America's low-priced powerhouse, beats every advertised price in America. Not just in this, not in Miami-Dade County, not just in South Florida, not in this godforsaken uh, penile-shaped state, but in the entire country. Or Kindle Toyota will give you $5,000 in cash if they don't beat that advertised price. You can't beat that. Over a 1,000 new Toyotas and used cars in stock. At Kendall Toyota on these 39-month leases, you're going to save a lot of cash. New 98 Corollas with Air and Automatic, 149 a month. 98 Camrys with Air and Automatic, 169 a month. 98 Forerunners, just 239 a month. And Georgia's got one that's a little more than that because it's loaded with all kinds of stuff and he's very happy with it and he loves Rosewood. it, etc. Damn right. 98 Tacoma pickups, only 69 bucks a month for 27 months. 69 bucks a month for 27 months. Even you schleppers can afford that. And you can still buy with zero cash down. So don't make a huge $5,000 mistake. Can that be right? $69 a month? Doesn't sound right to me. 
That's what it says here. I'd run down there immediately. Kendall Toyota will beat every advertised price in America on the same equipped in-stock Toyota, or they'll pay you $5,000 cash, and this may be our last spot ever for them, because that price sounds very fishy to me. Kendall Toyota on US-1, just south of Dayland. This is 560 QAM. Hello, Ivan. This is Jerry Lloyd. My New Year resolution, Razor Ivan, Razor pollution is to tell the French nice people that I'm not a genius. Enough already with the giving awards and the kindness, nutty people. On the good ship, on this stud, it's a slave ship, and it's very hot when you row all day. And they whip you on the back with chains. It's a wooden ship, and it smells a lot like an armpit or a bad egg fart. And when you die of disease, they throw the body in the sea. In a hole, no toilet bowl, your pillow is a rat. And if you complain, oh no, white devil beat you with the rusty they don't serve no food when you get seasick. They feed it back to you. Life is very hard on the good ship on the star. 11.43 and 5.60 QM. Look at this. Somebody faxed us this from the uh, webpage, I guess, from Phil Henry's show on KFI in Los Angeles. Their first annual suck-off tonight. It says, over the past eight months, Phil Henry has held an on-air competition called... Who sucks on KFI to determine... <laughs> this is great. Are you sure? Positive. To determine which host really sucks the most. Tonight from 9 to 11, they'll have the year-end first annual Who Sucks on KFI kickoff. This time, you'll be allowed to vote for their finalists, Wayne Resnick, Tommy Bruce, Rodri, John and Ken, or, wait till you hear this, Dr. <laughs> Laura. I think Dr. Laura wins glands down, don't you? She sucks big time. Nice going, Phil. Let's take a call, a mobile in Miami. Hello? Hello. Yes, sir. Neil Rogers. That's me. You've been off the air for seven months, and yeah. I, it's like a soap opera, your show. You, 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 you're you off for seven months, and you turn it on, it's the same shtick. Yeah. What is that? What do you mean, what is it? I yeah. mean, it's great. I love it, but I mean... Uh, because, you, so, you, you look, figure... look, if they took Guiding Light off the air for seven months and they put it back on, uh, what's-her-name would still be walking around trying to find out where she's going, and uh, the yeah. guy would still haven't shaved, and Vanessa would still be having the baby. That's, that's exactly the way right. life is. That's, that's what it's all about. That's right, and that's why I got you on. Thanks, Neil. Thank you, sir. That's right. He's absolutely correct. Like I said... Absolutely correct, sir. But we do have two open lines, which strains me, strains my imagination. The only thing I'm a little disappointed, considering everything, things are going very well, but a lot of our, uh, well, a lot of my friends, not yours, like Paul Harvey Jr., for example, whom you hate like poison, a lot of those people we haven't heard from. The Knott's Landing lady, a lot of our dear, close, personal friends out there we haven't heard from yet. And I don't understand. I mean, have they uh, just forsaken us? Maybe they are like inside a real building and they can't get QAM. We do have, look, let's face it, we're on AM. We got some signal problems. We don't have the world's greatest signal. But I, I'll tell you, compared to this, this other schlock network there where, where every station at this, before sunrise and after sundown is fading out and you drive another 10 bucks, oh, just keep turning your dial. It's a good thing we've got digital uh, radios in the car. Just keep cranking that thing up 10 kilocycles or 20 kilocycles and you'll be able to hear it. You might miss a few words or a few sentences, but just keep cranking it up. Hello? 
Oh, my God, you must be psychic. There you were. Anyway. Have you got something in your mouth? An apple. Let me, let me get yeah, it. Yeah, likely story. <laughs> let me ask you a question. I don't know if you mentioned it yet. George has got a sour look on his puss. Why does he hate you so much? Oh, that's a shtick. No, it's not. He loves me. No, it's not. He hates you like poison. Nothing personal. I told him that that thing here is which I'm looking feverishly. I think it's lost forever. That Chris, if uh, if somebody uh, Chris, uh, kisses Chris Wells' ass, does that make him a rimmer? That was thrown out. That was thrown out. I'll bet. George hated that. I loved no, it. No, it wasn't. I didn't hate it. It was just a... I think Rimmer, Rimmer slipped George now. Rimmer, I was going to say slipped him a few bucks. Rimmer wouldn't slip anybody a few bucks. <laughs> let, let me... I'd probably give him a hockey puck. What was your first reaction when you heard McLean was like, oh? I was very surprised that it happened so soon. I wasn't surprised it happened because I predicted it would happen. But yeah. I was shocked that after only 23 games that they went yeah. into such a panic. And I, I will say it again. I keep, I keep hearing these rumors that it was motivated by Wayne because the, at the time when he was canned was the same time they had all the big newspaper ads about buying tickets for the new arena. Mm -hmm. And Wayne saw all these people leaving early in the third period and the team sticking the joint out at home and not yeah. winning any home games yeah. and people getting real disenchanted. And he started panicking and they're screaming at Troy, we got to sell all these tickets to fill the new arena. you got to do something now. That, this is just a rumor that I heard. Yeah, Obviously not from our friend, but I mean from outside. I've also I've heard a couple of rumors similar to that, but uh, to add a little more, Yeah. Um, the profanities that were used during the game, what about uh, it? Well, that wasn't very much liked by Mrs. Heisinger. Oh, no. Oh, yes. You have to be joking me. Oh, no. So we have to have a family-oriented team now? <clears throat> How, now, you you're, I mean, you know nothing about the game, but if you turn a game on TV, you know, they have all the mics that are down just over the ice in yeah. hockey. Yeah, And every time a penalty is called, the players are screaming, What kind of an effing call? I mean, you hear every word that's ever been invented with a little Canadian accent usually. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's all the same. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're worried about because Dougie has got a colorful mouth? Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. I'm restraining myself. I, I've, I've been hearing so much crap lately. It's unbelievable. With yeah. an inside source. Well, I've been going to the game, so I'm used to crap. Let me tell you what. Another explosion. La last night, I'm serious. Last night, to call that performance an abortion would be a compliment. And that's the damn truth. Uh, another explosion that took place while you were off the air? When... Uh, the brainstem was getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And Danny Boy wanted to go. It would only mean uh, only meant missing one game of practice. Yeah. The boss would not allow him to go. Really? The induction. Well, I told you to hate each other like poison. Well, they need to get that. I got to look for something else to do. Yeah. They need to get that crap straightened out because I did not want to see him go out without a ring. And all these idiots who are calling haven't got a clue. Don't even get into it. Haven't got a clue. In fact, let's just give him a ring. Listen, you're going to knock say, Okay, go sell some pasta and get out of here already. When all the crap... We love you, Danny, but uh, see you. Yeah. One other thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One other thing. When all this crap was going on with Kunanen... Yeah. Guess who was sitting down in front of my house? Uh, Buddy Nevins. The FBI. Really? Uh-huh. Why is that? They knew there was a fag inside? It's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lo they were trying to protect you. Lo they said that fag Paul Harvey Jr.'s in that house. Kunanen might be out. Long, long story, I'll tell you one night at the game. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I bet it was long. Anybody who finds Allie McField cute in closing? Who? Who? You ever seen that show on Monday night, Allie McField? She looks like a frog. You no. wouldn't watch it. She's no. terrible. No. And all these guys are going crazy for her. the wailing lesbian music, uh... You know, oh, just what we need after Rosie O'Donnell is another bulldog on TV. Nah, I mean, Ellen, not, was, Ellen was bad enough to try to salvage a dying show, but Rosie O'Donnell... I don't know that she's a lesbian. Who? 
Not Rosie O'Donnell. I like me feel. Who cares? Great show. I mean, at this point, you know, most heterosexual men are very much into lesbians if they're attractive and if they're doing each other. Mm -hmm. But uh, as mm -hmm. far as uh, Rosie O'Donnell and people who are Ooh. grotesque, Ooh. I'm not. You know, I don't want to bring up Anne's name. Have a good good day. Not what? What? Have a good day. Oh, can you believe that? Can you? But no wonder the FBI was standing outside his house. He blew it. So, like I said, Cunanan blew his brains out because he was turned down by Jack Campbell. Okay, let's go to... That is the ultimate slap in a puss, man. When you get turned down by Jack Campbell, or me, here's uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hello? Fort Lauderdale. Speak to us. Going once, going twice. What a pain in the ass that is, huh? Let's try uh, Doral. Hello? Doral. Going once. Going twice. Okay, we got three open lines now all of a sudden because this phone system is really, really cranking it out. Five, six, seven. How come I never hear this in the uh, morning or on Hank's show? I never hear this. Where the callers aren't there? Do you? I never hear it. But of course, we're over here. Hear what? Huh? Oh, that's right. You're not running the board during our show. And you're not doing it here either. Here's uh, Pembroke Pines. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. God, welcome back. Thank you. Oh, it's such a blessing to have you on the radio. I think so. Again. Um, yeah, I just I, I haven't heard you say anything about FedFed since you've been back. I was talking about it yesterday. Uh, I was talking about the magnets, and the, the, this new quackery is magnets, magnetic uh, insoles for your feet, and magnetic blankets, and magnets for your back, and magnets for your rectum, and magnets. Uh, and uh, then we talked about the FenFen thing and our good friend Linda Energy. Did, did you do backflips when they outlawed it, or what? Of course. I was, I was thinking, oh my God. Isn't that pathetic? All these people are heart valve problems and all kinds of other. Uh, uh, pulmonary hypertension, I mean, you name it, a long list. And once again, the FDA proves they don't give a crap about anybody. All they are is in bed with the pharmaceutical companies to make them a lot of money. Neil for Surgeon General. Right. Hey, can I call someone a douchebag? Maybe I'll grow a beard. Go ahead, sir. Chris Bonadonna's a douchebag. Oh, God, thank you so much for saying goodbye. See, like the guy said before, he was right about three calls ago. The one was talking about the soap opera, and you go away for seven months, and you come back. Absolutely do not miss a beat. Not a beat. Because there they still are. There's Chris Bonadonna's a douchebag, and then that jackass with the video place was trying to call in here yesterday, and he had the Italian Iceman, all of his other little lemmings trying to call. It's uh, right where we picked off. So when's my next seven-month vacation coming up? In fact, seven months off a year sounds real attractive to me, as in starting in a couple of days would be good. Oh, my God, Phil Saltzman. Hi, Neil. Who thinks that Brian Cox is a misunderstood guy. I know he's a misunderstood guy, but I didn't call to... Uh, to Brian Cox. I know. I called to tell you I missed you so much, and I'm so glad you're back on the air. Yeah? Yeah, really, and you know that that's true. You're still going strong. <laughs> Listen, uh, I... I, won't, I will not hold it against you and Defoe forever that you ripped Dave Johnson on the air that time. <laughs> I never ripped Dave Johnson. The hell you didn't. Race callers don't rip other race callers. I'm oh, sorry. I heard it with my own four ears, Phil. No, that happened to be uh, Defoe saying whatever he was saying, and I didn't say anything. That he mails in the calls. That's what he. That's what Defoe said he does, we but should, I did not say we that. We should all have Dave Johnson's talent and money, not necessarily in that order. Uh, right, and, and whatever else that pleases him. Well, yeah, <laughs> me too. I'd go for that. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, listen, I've got an ex-wife. That's, that's celibate, by the way, that says that she would marry you if you were straight. Really? And I know she's listening because she listens 24 hours a day. Tell her I'll see her in El Paso. <laughs> I tell you the truth, I wish I could be in your place because uh, she'd be missing something. So Durkin is going to be doing Gulfstream, right? Yeah, Durkin does Gulfstream. I still call the races for the National Race Line. 
uh, at Gulf Street. So you're not, I you're not yeah, just sitting on your butt up there. You're doing something constructive and making a few bucks. I'm making a few, just enough to survive and play some golf. And then when Ohio opens, I go on vacation. And then I'll be back for the Calder opening May 20-something. How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. I've, I've had a couple of bouts with gout that have killed me. But other than that, I've been okay. And, uh, I was thinking about you a few days ago. This is a guy that was so sick, what was it, about two, three years ago? No, it was more like uh, seven years seven ago. Seven years ago. Time flies when you're sick. And uh, they just they just butchered this poor guy up in a hospital and like put all his parts in the wrong places and had to open him up again. And uh, it's, it's amazing that you're here. Yeah, and, and I'm very grateful that uh, they eventually got it right. Well, they can't keep a good Jew down. I've always said that. <laughs> Absolutely right, man, and that's why you're always on top. You're the best. Okay, I don't sure. want to suck around, but I love you, man. Good hearing from you. It's good hearing from you, too, and stay on the air now forever, will you? Just out of spite. Okay, pal. Take care of yourself, Phil. Same boy. to you. All right, bye. All right. Phil Saltzman, the voice of Call to Race Course and et cetera. I was almost said, and down the stretch they come, but that was Bob Savage, of course, who isn't calling races here no more because he married a very tall and rich woman up in Chicago and is a pretty good guy in spite of it all. Bobby Savage. And down the stretch they come, and it's Cherry Cat on the outside skimming the rail. Good guy, but boy, could he call a race that uh, Bob Savage or what? No? Here's Watson Island. Hello. Hello, Dr. Rogers? Uh-huh. Hey, Neil, I can't believe you're back. Happy New Year. Same to you. Listen, a um, couple of things. Uh, between the fabulous Moo Cow, the worst team, and Hank, I don't know how I got through these past seven months. I can finally take my finger off that trigger waiting for you to come back. Thank God. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, listen. Also, um, I also want to thank the Marlins because I'm going to tell you something. It, it, in your slot, the only thing that stayed that day for me was Boog because Chris Boron, as you said, was awful. The last day he was on the air, I don't know if you were listening. No. I mean, he ripped Marino for four hours straight. What four time is Chris? Moron. I mean, Neil, do me, as a personal favor to me, do me a favor. For the next five years, if he's here that long, I hope he's not. I want you ripping my ass so big you can drive both your Corvettes in and make it back out. I wouldn't waste my time. Like I said, I don't have time for small potatoes. Have a great yeah. day, pal. Have a, happy have a great life. And happy Chinooka and happy New Year and happy Sukkot and happy Tishabov and happy Goyesher holidays, etc. 5670560, It's 11.56 and 5.60 QAM. Don't forget Hank, the humper, the thumper. He'll be along an hour earlier than usual. He's on 2 to 6 now, which is where he should have been all along anyway. And... Uh, like I said, won't it be great when we have those billboards? When we have that big billboard campaign with me and Hank standing back to back? <laughs> yeah, big billboard campaign. Cause that's what, uh, what's his name said? Greg Reed. Oh, yeah. We're waiting. We're holding our uh, thing, waiting for it. Lorenzo's announces its new cafe menu featuring their oak wood burning uh, brick oven. That's right. The brick oven, just like they do in Italy. You go to Rome, you go into any good pizzeria, and they have wood burning brick ovens. And that's what they cook the pizzas real fast, like in two or three minutes. The original classic pizza margarita of Naples, Italy is waiting for you now at Lorenzo's where pizza was born, and it does have an official birthday, by the way, of June 11, 1989. The oven. What, what does that mean? It has, an, it has an official birth date of June 11, 1989. Do we know what that means? Do they mean, like, 1689? I don't know. But at any rate, they do. Go in there and ask David Lorenzo, what the hell does that mean? To savor and understand the magic of real pizza margarita, you must eat it immediately after it comes out of the 700-degree wood-burning brick oven. Neapolitan pizza is the emiss. It's the real thing. It's thin. It's crisp around the edges. Fragrant, flavorful. It's light. They offer marinara or bianco margarita with no mozzarella for only $4.99. The margarita is an individual-sized pizza, about 12 inches. Enough for one, of course. 
Napoli with tomato, mozzarella, and fresh basil, four ninety nine. Quattro formaggio, four cheese, only six ninety nine. Quattro stagioni, prosciutto and fresh greens, only six ninety nine. Arugula, prosciutto, or grilled vegetables, all six ninety nine. Also, come in and check out the great new menu at Lorenzo's. Their chefs will cook fresh to order in the store, right in front of your puss. Or call them at 305-945-6381. They'll fax a menu to you for you to order from. They are outstanding. They got all the real MS, the real good Italian stuff at Lorenzo's Market and Restaurant. 305-945-6381. This is 560 QAM. Baghdad, do it every day. I want to watch it on TV. Iraq, Iraq, we've nothing to lose. It should take a day. Oh my God! Let us just put an end to it. Iraq. Okay. I want to wake up and see their cities don't exist. Pump in thin air and tell that Saddam Hussein. We're really pissed. You're under my skin. That little piece of sh ain't getting away. the unauthorized biography of uh, this guy, which was great. But uh, once he croaks, then the real good stuff will come out. Speaking of Frank Costello, 
Okay, let's go to a... Uh, see, now I'm starting to do that and sound like Rick Riley used to do. And he used to really... I used to rip him for doing it. I apologize not. Here's uh, Durrell. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Wow, I missed you, man. So did everybody, even if, even the ones that don't admit it. Even the ones that pretend they hate me, they had no life for seven months. Wow. I've been listening, uh, trying to listen to the radio all this month, and it's like, it is crap. Yeah. Crap. My radio got a good rest. Jeez. Thank God you're back. Listen, um, I was listening to your show yesterday, because I said, let me call him today, because I know you're going to have a million callers uh, yesterday. Yeah. So today you're probably you're getting only about a thousand. I'll probably get Half it. a million. <laughs> you never exaggerate here on QAM. <laughs> Listen, yesterday you were talking about Ann Bishop. Is that really true that she says that no one uh, to interview you? That they, that you said that uh, they would be fired? Yeah, she's still saying that. She's been dead for a couple of months and she's still saying it. No, it wasn't that they weren't to interview me. It was that she didn't want them to listen to me. Oh, God. She put, a, she put a note up, and again, this is alleged, but nevertheless, I heard it from somebody who worked over there. This is several years ago. She put a note up on the bulletin board in the newsroom at 10 saying, anybody caught listening to the Neil Rogers show will be uh, terminated immediately, no questions asked, and uh, don't call her a bulldog and stuff like that. Jesus. And then, of course, that simpering bitch Sandy Payton comes on the air. Oh, yes, well, Anne was such a good friend, and she mm -hmm. had such a great sense of humor. <laughs> Reminds me of Margaret. We needed Phil back for that. I mean, it was, oh, just pathetic. Simpering, whimpering, pathetic. Yeah. Listen, I was watching. Sandy Payton, who's doing a uh, five-watt make-believe show. That fucking bitch. Right. Let me tell you something pretty clear in this station. Yeah. Yeah, very, That's what very, I hear. Clear. very you know, clear. You never know it in here because we're getting used to the new surroundings and the board and... But uh, I guess it's okay. Yeah, no, it sounds in great. In fact, it's better. The reason it sounds better than the rest of the station is because the rest of the guys are working in that rat-infested toilet over there. And everything that... You, if you ever listen to any of the ball games, the stuff that comes from outside, like the Dolphin games or the Marlin games, sound real crisp and clear on this station. But then when you go back and listen to the spots or the people talking at, at QAM, it's mm -hmm. not really good. Because the stuff is like from uh, before Marconi was born. Yeah. And as a result, I would say it again, I'm doing them a hell of a favor by forcing them, forcing, screaming and yelling and making them build a studio and getting this place going over here. It's going to get those guys out of there a hell of a lot sooner. Yeah. Listen, one last thing. I was uh, watching the interviews that uh, they did with you in Channel 4 uh, and the last one on Channel 7. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm looking at it and I say, God, you got these two uh, new Corvettes. And I remember you had one new one and the silver one, and you had the old one, which was well, like, the, a, the like silver, a 94. The silver 96 is the one I smashed up. Yeah, and then uh, I, I go, oh, I guess you got tired of the old Corvette. Then I'm reading the paper yesterday, of course, the Herald. And I see, yeah, that you crashed the car. Oh, yeah. That must have been horrible. Very lucky. I didn't, I mean, I I had bumps and bruises on my forehead, but they went away in one day. But I was lucky I didn't get killed. But but that uh, that was like, that must have been really scary trying to see if you could make it with your radiator leaking and overheating. Because that's happened to me before. And, and of course, I don't want to say that uh, Honey Hill Road or 199th, whatever it is, is a bad neighborhood. Yeah. But I wanted to be getting out of that hood real fast and getting to 441 and be getting to a phone and be, and, uh, I want to thank again the people at Potamkin Toyota were very nice to me. The guy, I don't know how the guy happened to have an ice pack over there in the refrigerator. Maybe he works in management. I don't know. But he had an ice pack, and I was sitting there holding it on my head and calling Tropical Chevrolet and came and towed the car in right away. And George slept me over to the hospital, which was totally unneeded. And Dr. Mark said, don't worry, you got a hard head. And everything was fine. But you don't you don't carry around a, a cell phone or anything like I, that? Well, when you got two cars, I mean, I have one. Yeah. And if you're thinking about it, you know, you switch phones and you take uh -huh. the car you're using, but I always remember to do that. Yeah, because I carry it just for that. Got to have it. Yeah. Got to have it. All right. Welcome back, Neil. It's good to have you, and I'm always listening. Thanks a lot. All right, bro. See you. Take it and happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll be off tomorrow, by the way. Got a hockey game. We got the Panthers. Remember them?
And then after the game, you know, Randy Moeller comes to me before the game last night and says, how come you didn't rip me? I said, I've never had anybody complain that I didn't rip them. He wants me to rip them. Well, I'll rip you, Randy, because he's on there last night with Geldy, and they're belly aching. Oh, gee, all the clutching and grabbing, and it's tough to play these guys. Well, first of all, if it's so tough to play them, how come uh, their records stink so bad? How come their team is horse crap? And number two, clutching and grabbing was always the trademark of the Panthers. The first four years in the league, all the other teams, especially when Fred Cusick and Derek Sanderson were doing the Bruins games, they used to practically be in tears when they played the Panthers because oh, all this clutching and grabbing, they won't call it penalties. So please stop making excuses. Stop sugarcoating. We're going into a diabetic coma from all the sugarcoating of the crappy play, okay? Cut it out, Randy. You're a great guy. I love Randy Muller. Good guy, but uh, full of crap. And he works for Wayne. Here she is. What is taking you so long? Well, it's hard to get through. Is it? Yeah. It is so hard. Very hard. Yeah. Yes, it is. Great to have you back. Thank you. So right. nice to hear your voice. Why, thank you. And it's... I can even hear the callers a little bit today. You do? You Not sound... too much. They don't want to go overboard, but much better than yesterday. Well, that, that helps. We're getting there. Sure. See, they, actually, there's a method in these people's madness. Every station I've worked at, they like to screw things up when you first start, because then it gives you material, it gets you agitated, and they, they enjoy that. And then you appreciate And then, of course, it. when you have a stroke and, and croak the next day, oh, gee, maybe we all went a little That's overboard. Right, a little too maybe much. Maybe a little too much stress. <laughs> well, next guy will uh, take it a little easier on. Oh, yeah. Nobody could replace you. That's for sure. Everybody should know that now. That, I guess this market <laughs> found that out the last seven months, huh, sweetheart? That's right. That's right. All these experts out there with these uh, slime bags that they're bringing off the street. Oh, poof, you're a talk host. You're an entertainer. Right. <laughs> All these 20-year-old disc jockeys trying to be talk hosts. That's right. Just can't, can't so how are you it. doing? Real good. How are you doing? Are you doing your accounting thing? I'm doing my accounting thing. It's Income getting down tax there. thing? Yeah, checking over my new software. Really? Yeah. How about your computer? My computer, too. That, too, yeah. Yeah, the hardware is great. You know, maybe, I'll hardware you do, is maybe I'll have you do my uh, regular taxes this year. There you go. Because I do pay those people in uh, Texas a lot of money to do my corporate taxes. But yeah. maybe I'll have, because I need somebody to do it. Well, I'll do it So for I can you. cheat the government real good. There you go. <laughs> now that I have all my uh, investment losses. That, there you go. That's yeah. what you need. Nothing like that stock. You know, the day, remember the day the market went down 550 points? Sure do. Luckily for me, because, you know, when I was in town, I had CNBC on a lot, which is a bad mistake because it makes you very neurotic. Right. And the market is up and right. down. Right. And that little arrow is in your, you're getting psychotic. Right. And by the time that that day came, I had already conditioned myself. If it would have gone down 1,200 points, I was laughing. Right. I thought, well, you know, this is a silly game, and it goes down, it'll come back up. And then, of course, all this stuff with the gook started with the, uh, you know, over there in uh, oh, yeah. South Korea and Japan. Did you buy yourself oh, an island right. in Korea? Huh? I said, did you buy yourself a little town? Yeah, right, right, for $15. That's right. And uh, I, I, it doesn't phase me anymore. It doesn't phase me. And sure enough, uh, I bought a lot of GE stock because I have uh, friends at Channel 6 or whatever the reason would be. Mm. And it went down to like 60. It's back to 70, almost sure 75. A lot of and like, you know, you just sit around and be patient and stop listening to all these BS artists. That's right. The only people I think that really lost out were the ones that sold the next day when it recovered. Right. Yeah. That's right. And, of course, the Paxson people whose stock isn't worth the paper the shaman that it's uh, written on. That's right. Is that yours? Yes, it is. Oh, thank God. I thought we were starting to hear phantom <laughs> noises again. Here. No, just mine. Well, it's great hearing your voice. Well, good hearing you, too. Have you kept the weight off? I've kept most of it off. Well, that's I'm, great. I'm definitely... I just gave Bill Tanner the Atkins book, by the way. I just bought the new one. There was a little soft cover book in the store. Yeah. I don't know if it was... Yeah, I've seen anymore. that. But that's I thought fine. I'd pick it up and give it a read, and since you're going to start it again... I think I'll do it again, too, before I uh, really need it. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting on it. Uh, well, you know, I said I hate to say this because he's such a good guy and a very talented, you know, Boca Brian. Right. Brought us all this great material, funny, funny stuff. 
And yesterday he comes in here, I thought I finally cheered him up a little bit. And he brings in a box from Doris Market, okay, which I shop at Doris Market. Right. Uh, because it's close to me, the one on right. plantation. Right. And then, of course, on the weekend, drive down to Lorenzo's. But at any rate, he brings me half a dozen cannolis. Mm -hmm. Do you know how fattening cannolis oh, yeah. are? And I love them. And, of course, oh, in yeah. Italy, they've got these uh, unbelievable cannoli in the, uh, all the uh, bakeries. And he brings me half a dozen. I wound up eating three. Wow. Is that disgusting? Yeah. Somebody here ate one, and I have two sitting at, ho at the house, which I pray that John eats those two. But I want to be three cannolis because Brian doesn't get it. Brian, I'm trying desperate. I was having such a great day yesterday. I ate only the lunch meats out there. I didn't eat any of the dreck. I had only one of those uh, jalapeno uh, pinga poppers. By the way, what was the name of those guys with the lunch meat? The sub-center right across the street. Oh, I don't have a menu for four forty. Or, or don't bring us a menu. Will you just relax? Like today, was those jalapeno peppers though were damn good. Oh yeah, those things are great. Those were uh, not too bad. If they you were have very one. tasty. Yeah. Yeah. But at any rate, so he brings me the cannoli, and I screwed up. I'll, I'll get back on it. Yeah. And the diet too. And the diet. Well, have a great day, sweetheart. Great talking. Take to you. care of yourself, and a happy New Year. Love you. Happy New Year. Bye bye. bye. The Knots Landing lady. How do you like that? Oh, and I forgot to ask. Oh, damn it. Well, I'll talk, we'll talk to her again sometime this uh, next year. Forgot to ask her if she realized that the young senator from Knott's Landing, the guy which I hate this guy, like with the, he's got a nose you could make a roadmap. It's been broken like a hockey player, this guy. Eighty-five times his nose has been broken. He's playing on a guiding light now. Ben Warren, Ross Marlowe's long-lost illegitimate brother, whatever it is. And one of those characters that you despise, that you hate. wonder if what's your name Michelle's going to be able to see today. We'll find out. Twelve minutes after uh, noon on 560 QAM, Pizza Loft wants to thank everybody. They want to thank me, mainly. But they want to thank you folks for all of a sudden coming in last night like the world was coming to an end, like it was the Last Supper. And the good news is all that great family-style Italian food, the pasta and the pizzas and the subs and the eggplant and the chicken and the veal and their great garlic rolls, which are the juiciest and the best in the world, it's all waiting for you today and tomorrow and every day. That's right. They're open New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, featuring their regular menu and no price gouging. Every time we get to the holidays, especially the biggies, Christmas, New Year's, whatever, a lot of the other restaurants that do stay open, they gouge, they, you know, they, they skyrocket the prices because they know you're desperate. Most places are closed and uh, they gouge the hell out of you. Never at Pizza Loft. Same menu, same prices, which are astonishingly low. Every Monday is lasagna night. Tuesday is eggplant night. On both nights, if you buy one of these, you get the second one for only five bucks. And they give you tons of food. Every entree is enough for like three people. Wednesday, like tonight, bring the kids for kids night. With every adult entree, two kids can get choice of spaghetti with tomato sauce or a slice of cheese pizza. And every day, the best express lunch specials, which they'll deliver right to your orifice if you can't get over there. They're really doing a great job. They're in Broward now in their new location, Pizza Loft, which has been in South Florida for 23 years. Bigger and much, much better than even ever before. You'll find the loft at 3514 South University Drive in Davie, just north of Griffin Road, right next to Nova. Or if you want to have delivery or have it ready for you when you get there, call 954-916-8880. 954-916-8880. The amazing pizza loft. And Jeff Cohen says thank you and please don't look at my fingernails. The Neil Rogers Show, now exclusively on Sports Radio 560 QAM. In toy stores now, from the makers of Tickle Me Elmo. It's the all-new Take That Thing Out of Me Elmo. Mom, Elmo's taking my temperature with his hand. The new Take That Thing Out of Me Elmo, and coming soon, the vibrating Elmo. Mom, I think I'm falling in love with Elmo. Whoa. In toy stores now. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I do like it, and the uh, headset, too. Okay, it's 1216 on 560QM. We're experimenting with a new lightweight headset with a thing. I feel like uh, like Frank Gifford almost with it. 
Almost, but not that old and not that desperate. Okay, where are we going? We're going to a mobile in Miami. Hello? Mobile in Miami. Hello once. Hello twice. Nice talking to you. Good conversation. Here's a, uh, opens up one line at 5670560. 5670560. How come there's nobody flashing? Oh, it is flashing. Here's a mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello? Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going? Great. Great show? Yes, it is. Let me just add this. During the uh, commercials, we don't hear anything, so I, I think I may have been listening to our radio. We're working on it. All right. Hey, I was sitting above you last night up in a box. You were sitting above me, huh? Well, up in a box, yeah. Okay. But uh, did you hear me during the third period screaming about where's Ray Whitney? No, I couldn't have heard anybody because I was too busy screaming the same thing. I was screaming up there at Rimmer and Denise Potvin, and uh, what you know, what the hell is going on here? And the time is going by, and I kept saying five minutes, seven minutes, ten minutes. Half the period's gone before he got his first shift, and then finally he sticks him out there for 20 seconds. And I looked up at Denise Potvin, and he said, I feel really, really Because he knew it was a bunch of crap. Yeah, I see. I see Niedermeyer's line go out. Oh. Line, go out. Well's line. again. I mean, they're, they're just trying to destroy the fans by proving to us that Niedermeyer's going to be a real force and that Kozlov's going to be a real player. I'm tired of it, man. Put the guys out there they are playing. You know, Lindsay and Fitzgerald and Wells, that line's playing okay, and, uh, and uh, Whitney's playing great. He should be double-shifting that kid every power play. I don't understand. He plays him for half the power play. Then the last power play we had, he puts Eddie out there. He's on there for like the first minute and 40 seconds. Puts Whitney out. Nothing happens, okay? Puts Whitney on. In the last 20 seconds, he creates a scoring chance. We didn't score, but he creates an opportunity. Why wasn't he out there the whole time? He was not on the shift before the power play. I'm telling you, man, Brian Murray is the antichrist, and he's just, I'm foaming at the mouth with this guy. I love him because he doesn't got... like. I don't care how many times people lie to you. Brian Murray does not like guys who are not big, goofy, go uh, like Kozlov and Chris Wells. <laughs> that's I'm telling you, that's his idea of players. Dougie had just a like winning record just on like the road. Just like Primo in Detroit. He's Carolina now. Look what a stiff he turned into. He's a stiff. Dougie had a winning record on the road last before he left. You know yeah. And you know, just because he had some loss at home, I know it sucks. But uh, I got news for you. We can't worry anymore about Dougie, about Stu Barnes, about the past. They have got to make some moves now because we still, thank goodness, the mediocrity is so rampant. I mean, we're only a point behind the Islanders, the Rangers, a couple of points. We're still in there for the playoffs. Buffalo is coming on a little bit, though, now. These other guys aren't going to wait around all year for us to catch up to him. He has got to do something now because he's got a bunch of stiffs on his team that just can't get it done. I think it's the white jerseys. We can't win with the white jerseys. Well, tomorrow, tomorrow's the red jerseys. What's that? Tomorrow we're wearing the red jerseys. They, uh, Is that Devils, right? Yeah, Devils are wearing the white ones. We're wearing the red jerseys to change our luck. Well, we're going to win. That's I hope. That's all there's to it. Okay, hey, uh, I'll see you tomorrow's game. Go Leafs go. I mean, go Panthers go. We need Ty Domi on that team to shake these guys up. Maybe he could high-stick some of his own guys and shake these bastards up, okay? Wake up. Sniff the pansies, man. Some of these guys are like sleepwalking, and we're paying the big bucks for the tickets. Here's Boca. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Happy New Year. Welcome back. Back to you. Uh, listen, uh, I'm sorry to hear about your accident yeah. and a belated birthday to you, too. Thank you so much. And happy uh, Sukkot. Don't forget that. Oh, well, thank you very and much. Fourth of July. Listen, uh, you know, I was listening to people on Rick and Such yesterday and lie about what you said on your show. Yeah. And it was just, you know, it's back to the same old crap with some of these people. But, but you know something? George was telling me he heard some of it. And Rick, to his credit, said, I'm not going to get sucked into this. And I'll leave that to King because he likes to create that that contrived phony controversy. I'm, I'm not going to get sucked in with it either. I am not going to... 
I've already said what I have to say about it, and I'm going to do my own show, and I'm not going to publicize, you know, the the, well, uh, the Phantom uh, Talk Network there that you have to keep turning the radio every block you drive up the road because you can't hear any of the stations. I, I mean, why even bother? Well, that's an idiotic concept. They tried on FTL for five years desperately to get me to talk about them, and I won't do it. No, why well, should I bother? 99% you know of my audience doesn't listen to those stations. Neil, Rick and Sutz didn't fall for it at all. Yeah. You know, Rick was upset because, uh, you know, Bob Green was there, and he hates Bob Green. And oh, okay, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you, this is one thing I do want to say. Yeah. Tom Jicka has been a friend of mine. I've been in the market for, I don't know how 